Welcome to Casual Quest Masters, a casual master quest podcast. In this podcast, we'll follow the adventures of a group of characters who simply want to find their way in the world, but a more sinister plot is evolving around them. How will they fare? What will they do? Let's find out today on Casual Master Quest. Hello, everybody. Get your fucking dice ready because we are back to another session of Casual Quest Masters. Welcome to your own favorite, everybody. Representing that good old Neverwinter is Nickel Chodimela. Hi, I play Vol Nightwalker Val Nagoni, and I didn't fuck that up this time. Yeah. Vol's not super amused today, actually. Oh, okay, cool. It sounds like projecting. Brandon Thresher. <laughs> Yes, I'm Magdor Bandiron, uh, of course, with his disarming personality. <laughs> uh, by contract, I have to laugh at every one of these fucking You'll get the money in your PayPal uh, at the end of the episode. Yes, sir. <laughs> and yours truly, Tyler Vitito as Roger, a lad so nervous that he vowed his service. And last but certainly not least is our all-powerful dungeon master, Glenn Houston. Hi, what a beautiful day it is it's almost halloween mm -hmm. uh week out from halloween when we're recording this so i'm super stoked about that it's also me and my wife's four-year wedding anniversary on halloween oh damn so, super anyway i want an yeah. anniversary soon. shout out to my my lovely wife yeah. did you just have one no it, well it's oh one that day, was a birthday it's, it's technically one day after yours Oh, that's right. So you will get one soon. Great. Yes. Um, <laughs> awesome. So let's, we, I mean, I love this tradition. This is one of my new favorite things. So who's going to do the recap for us today? Oh, it's shit. fucking stressful, man. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like Brandon really, really wants to do it. And by God, he has a pretty good chance of getting it because he, well, shit, let's find out. Boom. Damn, so close. Okay. All right. I rolled okay. an 18. Um, I rolled a three. And I rolled a two. So that's, that's Brandon. Easy, easy yeah. wins. Yeah. Brandon finally so gets from his Magdor Bandiron himself. Well, I probably won't do it in Magdor's voice because I know you like to uh Okay. Edit it. So we'll just <laughs> Oh do yeah, it. it's whatever you want, honestly. I, mean, I I'll I'll make it like a little more echoey and some give it some reverb and some yeah. deepness, but right. no matter what you do, we'll make it fun. Previously on Casual yeah. Quest Masters. Magdor starts working on an arm to give himself fingers. When knock, 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 somebody shows up. Roger walks in asking about some armor. Magdor accepts making the armor, but he's unsure of his ability. After that meeting, Roger walks to the bridge where Vol is already waiting. They have a pretty good heart to heart where Vol says maybe it's time for Roger to find him, someone who can train him better in magics. As they're talking, Algira shows up and walks them through the nice part of town up to Lord Never Ember's castle. Uh, company meets Lord Never Ember, Lord Never Ember, and he sends them on a quest to Luskin to hunt down a drow that has been spreading his teaching across the Sword Coast that Lord Never Ember does not like. Murder is generally not a pleasant thing. Uh, he asks what we would like in return, and the company asks for a house to meet in. Lord Neverember agrees and gives Magdor access to the Royal Smithy for personal use at Roger's request. For the uh, Roger requests steel for Magdor to use to craft him armor. Well, wants a bit of money and cool new toy. Magdor just wants a cool toy. Uh, let's see. 
Sorry, I have to scroll down. Uh, Roger hears voices and starts to not feel well. scroll, of course. Healed by Lord Never Ember's cleric, except for the center of his chest, she passes a note off to him. While Vol is fireman carrying Roger to Algiers house to meet up with her, with her to get a few things for the trip to Luskin, Roger opens his hand to find a feather and lets it flies off into the distance. Uh, the group meets up with Algira and she hands them a warm cloak and a piece of their respective armor that can change appearances needed. She definitely doesn't want it back. She also hands us a pouch of money, each with gold minted in the Luskin style. Finally, she gives Magdor a ring to access the royal forge as needed. As we're leaving, Roger asks Algira out on a date and Vol walks out of embarrassment. That's not confirmed he just wanted her to consider. She definitely doesn't want that cloak back. Great, and that's where we're picking it up. Uh, y'all have just left. You have all the things you need. Uh, now it's up to you to decide what else you need to do. Any le- things you want to tie off before you leave. Uh, pick up anything specifically because you still don't have provisions, depending on how you want to travel. Stuff like that. Have any of us ever been to Luskin? I guess I'll ask that in character. <laughs> Uh, uh, has anybody ever been to Luskin? I, I've never been south of Gruntelgrim. Gruntelgrim, I've had uh, two months to drink already. Gruntelgrim. <laughs> I, like, pull out the IV that's, like, dripping liquor directly into his veins that's just been trailing behind him down the stairs. But, but no, I've never been north of Gruntelgrim. I've been in um, I've been in Luskin once. It was a long time ago. I can't remember too much of the city. It was a different city back then. How plot-wise convenient. Uh, I all I know is that according to Algira, it's cold as shit. So we should. And I'm used to the cold, so. Yeah. Well, you can eat my ass, Vol. I'm gonna be cold as fuck. Do you see this fat? And like, uh, he like pulls on like taut skin. He's like. Nothing. It's beautiful. But it also means I'm going to be cold as shit. Vol does the same and he tries to pull some fat and he's like, I'm still good used to the cold. You should probably... Is there something wrong with you? Are you okay? You're kind of so weak. And then he just walks away. (laughs) Uh, Now for me, Vol, too, the last time you would have gone through Luskin was when you were leaving the Spine of the World, correct? Yeah, I probably like I would imagine that might have been maybe the second or third city that he was probably passing through. Okay. Um, and then you yeah. stopped in Neverwinter eventually. Yeah. Okay, cool. I just wanted to confirm that that yeah. was the last time for you. Okay. And that was how long ago? Um Roger, how Roger, how old are you? Uh we argued over in the very like first 15 minutes i believe canonically i am 18 almost on the dot so let's say it's been about 14 15 years since i was last in less since vol was last in luskin cool so how do we get there vol well, it's just a couple days walk right um no it'll take us a few weeks dwarf a, f- a few um, weeks I, I don't think I've got enough ale for that. Know, I did look this up. It's not a few weeks. By foot, if you keep a decent pace, it's almost six days. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, and you would know that. You would know that role because never mind. you've done this before. It's it's about a, it's almost a week oh. um, if we keep a steady pace. <laughs> that that um, was a good joke, Vol. You've got the funnies now. <laughs> if, we, if we take a ship, it'll be even quicker. Oh, 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 no. Which I would suggest. Do you have, uh, do you have an issue with ships? Sh- a ship would be great. Dwarves and I ships mean, don't I, go well together. We can always, uh, you know, take horses, I suppose. Uh, horses that are apparently more resistant to the cold than I am, but, uh, I... Yes. <laughs> Everybody's looking at me funny. Is there something on my face? You would talk to take horse. Like, I pull my face and it, like, <laughs> elastically stretches and I snap it back in. But please, anything but the boat. I, uh, I don't like the water. Well, I suppose we can go by horseback. We we do have this teleportation scroll, so coming back will not be anything we'd have to worry about. What? I'd just be worried about the horses. Why can't, why can't we use that to go to Luskin? Um, I, I know not much about magic, but I'm pretty sure it's a one-time use. Ah, cool. Uh... You're the one that's holding on to the scroll, right? Because you graciously accepted it from Algira. Yes, it is with me. So, on a scale of one to nothing, how magically adept are you? Um, like a two. Yeah, that's actually off the scale uh, by your own standards. Uh, do you want me to hold on to the scroll for you? When we need to use it, you will be the one to do it. Ah, Daddy wants to keep the tools away from the artisan because... Okay, I understand. Ops. Forgive me, we're, we're, we're working oh, wow. on... Oh, wow. You're asking for forgiveness? <laughs> Who are you, Vol? You've, Can I you've, finish? You've, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I I asked V that last night. I mean, wait, no, I technically I wouldn't know V's name. Anyways. I was going to say... Yes. Considering your performance from the last mission, I will hold on to it until we need to make our escape. That's all it is. Okay, cool. Uh, so when we discuss uh, any further strategy, uh, are you going to listen this time or are you going to be a bum-fucking idiot? DM, what time is it? <laughs> in the day like yeah. for you yeah. in character i was like i yeah. can look at the clock um it's like i mean because you you got there early morning and it's probably about two or three hours right. to do this so it's still like about noon? 10 like or close 10 or 11 okay. yeah okay. it's time to late morning full wants to decide how many people will see him kick the shit out of roger for being a dick could you uh change your form into like a child uh I mean, technically, yes. Uh, <laughs> Deceivable, beating the shit out of a child, middle of the street. Why don't I would the two vote of you... for that to not happen on the podcast, please? Why don't the two of you get what you need, and then we'll just meet at the? I'm just gonna say stables because I like we'll just meet at like the northern exit at dawn. Dawn, dawn tomorrow. Yes. Where are we going to sleep? We're, a, we're having a sleepover at Vol's house, right? I, I do like sure. those chains. Here's the key. And I'll get, hold out the key for uh, uh, Roger. 
Roger is super nervous at this point because uh, Vol has been unexpectedly patient with him, and he doesn't know if his death is coming soon. Um, can I turn around? We're we're still outside of Algeria's house, right? We haven't walked. I assumed you were like walking and talking. Yeah. So, because last time I didn't assume that, and I was like, "But that make no narrative sense." So you guys are walking and talking for sure. All right. Well, I guess I will walk back to the blacksmith to inquire about a few things. Vol, uh, before you we take the key. Yes, uh, I'll take the key. And also, it's only been about ten seconds, but I'd like to reflect on what I just said. I was being a rude racist, and I'd like to apologize because Vol's walking away. He didn't stop uh, to listen once he took the key. Motherfucker doesn't think I wouldn't walk with him. Please. Oh, that's Prince. <laughs> <laughs> I spent for like maybe 20 feet and then I start heaving. I just want to apologize. I realized that you were mad at me and I shouldn't be mad at you for being mad at me. Um, In terms of like doing anything until tomorrow morning, Vol's not going to need anything. Uh, going to quickly stop by his apartment, like his place, pick up all his gear and then spend the night at the Leviathan. Okay. Yeah. Are you so you're clearing out your space and no, vacating no, no. Well, your... not vacating, no, because okay. these people asked to stay like for a slumber party, so that's why he gave the key because he's not going to spend the night there. He's sure. going to let them spend the night there, and he's going to spend the night at the Leviathan. Uh, so, but he did when you arrive at your place. Yeah. Uh, there are several people outside that are like city guardsmen. Okay. Um, and they they don't seem to be geared out. They're just like wearing the colors of the guard. Yep. So you can tell they work for the city. Um, and as you walk up, they say, Vol, you're Vol, right? Yes. How can I help you? Uh, we're here to help get all your stuff so that when you guys get back, it's all at your place. Okay. Um, where's our place? Oh, they haven't locked it down yet, but we're going to bring it up to the protector's enclave. Uh, and we're going to keep it in storage until they get it. And hopefully by the time you, you return to Neverwinter for the job you're doing, we told you we're leaving town for a while. So we're going to get it all settled and we'll at very least have it in the place so that when you get back, it's there. We won't unpack anything, right. but we'll just set it in there so you can kind of do it with it what you want once you know where it is and once we know where it is. Understood. Uh, why don't you come We just on wanted in? to do that with your consent while you were still here, you oh, know? I appreciate that. Let me collect a few things, and then the place is all yours to pack up. Um, I'm going to be spending the night somewhere else before we leave on our mission. Thank you very much that's for your abs- That's perfect. Yeah, cool, man. How many so of them are there? you guys are, like, working for Never Ember. There's, you can see it's this guy who's probably, like, late teens, yeah. and then, like, a couple that are a few years younger than him. <laughs> And okay. he's like, so you work for Never Ember? That's cool. Um, so would you say like four or five before we carry on uh, with the narrative? Yeah. So okay. like three aside from him. Yeah. You can okay. take him. Um, <laughs> yes, we're uh, we're running a mission for Lord Never Ember. Oh, man. Yeah, you're really big. So I was like, man, this guy's got to be an adventurer. I'd like to be, but I'm only like this tall. And he just puts his hand above his head, which doesn't signify any specific height. He goes... Cool. So, uh, can you sign this thing real quick? And he pulls a paper, a scroll out, or unfurls it, and like, like holds it down and pulls out a little inkwell, and, right. and and he says, "So this is just saying that you know we're taking it and we're going to bring it. It'll be under our uh, under our care. If anything goes missing, we'll replace it or you'll be reimbursed." So, understood. And then I'll sign it. Great. Thanks, man. And then I, I hand him, get to work. I hand him uh, four gold, one for each of and them. He goes. 
One for each of you. Thank you for your help. <laughs> Score! And then he just runs off and he's like moving. Like he's like, he's like, here we go, boys. Now get a little extra pep in that step. And they all start working a little faster. It's so, like fucking Bolson from Breath of the Wild and his crew. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Do you want to go first? All right. And so now we know what Vol is doing. Vol is getting his things together. The first thing he does. Uh, we know that Magdor is headed to the forge. So we'll do that and then uh, be ready because we'll take care of you after that. Okay, Roger. Right. You got it, dude. Um... Alrighty, Magdor, what are you doing? That, that bag that we have, is it resistant mm-hmm. to heat? Which bag? The, the little yeah, one? The uh, hold, mini bag of holding? Technically, it's as resistant as a normal bag. Would okay, be. so if I poured magma iron into it... It would break okay. the bag. Alright, that's good to know. <laughs> yeah. If the bag is broken, torn, any sort of, like, busted, it just becomes a non-magical pouch. Okay. All right. So by that logic, should we be worried about putting, like, say, a sword in there? No, well, it's, it's just a, because it's of magma. So maybe like a dagger or something. But a dagger? No, a dagger would be fine. It's just that, like, if a dagger cut it from the outside, yes. But magma is one. Is it's magma? No, I, <laughs> so, I'm, I am okay yeah. with you as the DM not being able to Minecraft <laughs> bucket carry fucking lava. <laughs> I, I didn't want lava. I just wanted them to pour it in there and let it cool down. So oh, if it's in the bag, is that lava or magma? Lava is a I be below ground. Magma is above ground, right? I believe okay, so. So it'd be magma. But anyway, sure. So I'm gonna go to the uh, blacksmith. Bit. Hey, you see this bag here? Uh, yeah. How much would it cost you to fill it up with with uh, iron coins or or some pig iron or something? He's want some uh some fake coins. Yeah, yeah, just just something that I could use to fill up this bag as best as possible. Uh, I mean, I could only fit a few coins uh, in y- there. You'd be surprised. I bet you a gold that you could fit at least ten. You're wrong. I'm gonna. And he pick, takes it because <laughs> he has no right. idea that this is a little pouch of holding. And he goes, he goes, and you hold it open, and he starts like putting coins in one. And he gets all the way up to 10 and he's like, why aren't they making a clinking sound? Well, you know, if you had asked what the bag was, I'd have told you. This is a, uh, I don't actually know what it is, but it can hold things. This is a pouch of holding. Sure. You swindling boy. <laughs> and he, and he puts, he takes one of his own coin and puts a gold piece but- in, uh, for the 11th but uh, i do need some iron coins uh just out of character how much would it cost to fill that bag with just like iron coins um one gold uh, iron coins don't really exist well, not, not unless like, you're not asking like currency make... coins just like chips yeah. oh oh you know what i mean just something i mean small, he could give i don't want to some... put like a iron ingot in it he doesn't have those specifically but he could make some well, today Today. those aren't hard to make yeah how much he can make enough and he says how much space in there you know i don't know uh just make how much would it cost for like a hundred a hundred uh like two silver okay yeah yeah hit me up with that shit um all right so he asked for the two silver uh, and and i'll give him his gold bag it's not right of me to take another man's gold for a gist 
You're honest. I appreciate that. So. And then uh, he takes the two silver and the gold back and he says it'll be done by uh, mid-afternoon. All right. I'll probably be back here after dinner. You want me to bring you some ale? All right. Of course. Always. Yes. And then. Uh, and he says, he says, bring a cask of the good stuff. And he puts the gold coin back <laughs> in there. I like you. All right. Uh, and then I'm going to turn around and walk to my house. Awesome. Same sort of scene you see when you get to your house. There's people waiting out front, uh, similarly aged. Um, but not the same and, person. Uh, but this, okay, no, not the same person. It is this time. It is a it's it's a younger girl, and she says, "Hi, I'm uh, I'm Annalyn. I'm here to get your things for who are you storage? Uh, I'm and she points to the never like the Neverwinter Crest. She says, "I work for the city." Uh, they said you were going to be gone, and so we were going to take your stuff you, and put it in storage. You're going to take my so stuff? That, what? But, no, no, not take it. We're, with your permission, we're going to take it and store it so that when you get back, we can have it put into your new place where you're where you're moving to. But, moving? To, I, I don't I don't have anything. I just have my, my, my hammer and my clothes. You have one set of clothes? It, doesn't everybody you don't have, have like at least a wooden, one set? At least... Maybe two or three is pretty common. I mean, I've got this cloak too. You don't, do you have like cups or silverware or anything? No, a I chair? melted it all down. You don't have a bed? I, I have a bed, but it's not mine. I'm just renting. Oh. Oh, uh, cool. So there's nothing we need to bring? No, I don't think so. You could carry me if you wanted to, but I don't think... Well, how about this? You... We'll find out from your landlord if there's anything in there that's specifically his. And if there's something that's not, we'll take it and put it in storage oh, for you. Just find in case. Find out if the anvil's his for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. we, we can do uh, that. Thank you. And then I'm just going to go to my uh, room. Just have to have you sign here. Uh, I've never signed just in case anything we find before. Anything. What do I do? You know how to... You can Even if you write in your own script, it doesn't have to be common. All right, and I'm just gonna write uh, iron. I'm just gonna write the name iron. <laughs> Put ink on your uh, fist and then just, <laughs> just, just punch, punch it. Punch Is that good enough? Uh, sure. I mean, I saw you do it. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Wait, can I be in my room uh, while you're doing this? Oh, we'll let you get everything you need, and then whenever you watch. leave, we'll go ahead and we'll head up there. We'll talk to the landlord while you're getting your things together. Uh, for your trip, because uh, we were told you were leaving town and you'd be taking some things with you, and then everything else we were instructed to get and put in storage for your new house when you get oh, back. Well, uh, okay, I don't have anything. I'm just gonna leave. <laughs> I just start walking to the tavern. Okay. <laughs> awesome. She just kind of looks confused, but then goes inside until she's gonna go take care of it. Do you really not have anything else? Like you literally keep everything that you own I, I was on you if at I all times. To have them go in and like collect like three more outfits and just put them on, but I thought one outfit would be fine. <laughs> just to make sure I but heard you know correctly, you're going to the tavern. Which tavern? Uh, it would probably the be Leviathan? Leviathan closest. I'll plot convenient. <laughs> all right. And with that, we're going to Roger. Roger heads away after hollering an apology. <laughs> he goes, I wanted to tell you I was sorry, or whatever you said. And now we're seeing where you go. <laughs> and like, you see like 
puffy cheeks. <laughs> uh, as uh, I guess I would also make my way towards the house uh, because my initial thought was to get uh, traveling wares, but I believe this cloak is uh, maybe not for the sake of comfort yet, but it does do provide a decent uh, disguise, if you will. It accommodates, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it, uh, since it's a cloak, it will provide some warmth, uh, but it's not great for like mountain travel. So what can it uh, turn into? Anything. Um, let me, if you would like me to read what the cloaks do real quick, I would absolutely like, do that. Go ahead. I, was, uh, uh, I, I, I know you, you said for them it was essentially glamour uh, leather armor or, you know, whatever was the equivalent for them. So Yeah, so the, yeah, the glamour effect is what matters mostly. Um, this, so you can use a bonus action to speak the armor's command word yep. and cause it to assume the appearance of a normal set of clothing or other kind of armor. You decide what it looks like, including color, style, and accessories, but the armor retains its normal normal bulk and weight. The illusory appearance lasts until you use the property again or take it off. Take so the armor off. Essentially, if I wanted to, I could just turn this into normal clothing and then I could actually put like a thick woolly cloak on over it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Then uh, I guess knowing that, I would go, shit. I don't know the command word. Uh, <laughs> uh, it does require... Oh, does it not require attunement? Oh my goodness, that would be crazy. I think it does. Uh, hold. No, it does not require attunement, but she would have told you the command word. Okay, cool. Uh, so I kind of asked myself, hmm, what's the command word again? I forgot. Alohomora. Mm. Hermione. <laughs> I, I, I whisper, like, shit, I got it mixed up. I don't understand the reference. And uh, I guess I would head my uh, way back to the house then. Uh, while like I'm trying to like, Ron Weasley. Oh. Uh, just saying <laughs> different. Uh, <laughs> Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Snape, Harry Snape, Harry Snape, Harry Snape, Harry Snape, Harry Snape, Dumbledore! But this time he's naked. Okay, sorry. Harry Potter puppet pals. Anyways, I'm heading back to the house. What do I see? Uh, you see a very similar scene. It seems as though, uh, just like your friends, a group of, you know, younger, uh, you know, late teens, young adults have been tasked with, uh, gathering your belongings and for the sake of the narrative they give you the same sort of spiel as you come up and say um hello, so are you cool with that teenagers i turned uh, my hat backwards hi. yeah we're here to get your stuff for storage for never ember what are you doing in front of my house yes glenn i heard what you just said i'm still saying that line uh we're just supposed to pick up all your stuff so that when you get back, it's all put in your new place. Hmm. Uh, as long as that's okay with you, you can say no, obviously. Right. Uh, would you still get paid if I said no? Yeah. That's cool. I like I that. mean, we're hourly, so less oh, work man. is less money, but... No, I, I respect that. Uh, tell you what, uh... And I will take out, uh, how many people are there? Uh, I know we asked, both, all of us have asked that question. Uh, four people? 
Mm -hmm. Okay, I will pull out four silver and hand a silver to each of them. And I go, come back in about an hour. I just need to take care of some things. And uh, once you come back, go ahead and clear anything that's not nailed down. Uh, I would beware the uh, armoire. It's haunted. And the, uh, the bed, well, I'm pretty sure the bed isn't mine. I'm pretty sure the armor isn't either, but it's extra haunted. So, uh, uh, bring a crossbow. Okay. Cool. Thanks, man. <laughs> no problem. And they just, like, go and sit, and he hands out the, Underage the other coins to the other ones, and then chills, and they just, like, sit on the cart and, like, just chill. Okay. They're talking. Okay. Uh, don't mind if my wife comes out either. Uh, Feel free to come in after an hour, and uh, if you don't see me, I probably just went out the back window because the armoire is haunted. Goodbye. And I close the door behind me. Cool. And you see them, like, you hear them whisper as you, like, walk by and go into the house. <laughs> They're like, he's like, yeah, he called me fellow teenager, this guy. He doesn't even look young. Like, <laughs> and they're like, they're like snickering. And they're like, haha, wife, right? I, uh, I'll make an intelligence check to whether or not to cast Firebolt at him. No, I won't. I will go inside because <laughs> I closed the door canonically. I did not hear that. I tell myself that anyways. You uh, do see them snickering, though. Hey, man, man, man. Damn, teenagers. Yeah, my <laughs> love. Uh, I guess I would uh, just take down the... Uh, Realizing that I uh, am e technically being evicted a lot sooner than I anticipated, I would uh, start just packing away anything personal. I would, would I have like a, some kind of small chest or something to, that would keep my extra clothes or whatnot, just because. Yeah, this is something where I, I wanted to let you all tell me exactly what you had, and it, as long as it wasn't too elaborate or expensive, it was going to be in your place. Oh, like, I, you can have like a footlocker and like a bed and like a, you know, like a small table and chair and some like, you know, uh, not toiletries. I've got um, an anvil. Like forks and stuff. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> too expensive. <laughs> I look at my so, yeah. 10,000 gold piece uh, diamond that I keep behind the <laughs> painting that is also worth 10,000 gold piece. Uh, no. Uh, I look around and like I know with like some kind of grimace, you know, all these scorch marks that I mentioned before is and like I kind of reflect and like, oh boy, uh, not getting my deposit back. <laughs> oh, uh, I look at the armoire where I need to clear out the clothing, and I see that god, gosh darn dagger, still stabbed upright into the armoire, and I kind of look at it, and like I mutter to myself. You don't ever talk to me outside of this room. Suddenly you think it's a great idea to start chatting to me when I'm in front of Lord Navaramber. That wasn't a good and idea. As you start to get kind of frazzled, as you do at times, especially when you're by yourself, that's when you kind of release your frustrations, it seems. You, do, you know, based on the scorch marks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe. Um, the 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 window and the shutters should close themselves. Uh, and I think two the, drops the lamp come out at that point. Like, I, I pee myself like two drops. I think that's fair. Just two drops. You're like, oh, oh. <laughs> 
and the 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 oil lamp that was on in the corner just kind of lighting the darker side of the room. I didn't even remember dims. I turned that on. Oh gosh. That's a dimmic and feature. The, the dagger, you can see kind of in the dimness, the dagger is not reflecting the little bit of light coming into the room. It just looks dark and a shadowy form ekes out of the dagger and appears in front of you as a woman with pale skin, dark hair, and black eyes. Not like fully, but like her eyes seem to be just large corneas. Uh, and uh, without she looks at you. God, sorry. No, you're fine. She looks at you and she says, so you want to talk? I would probably say I'm like clear to the other side of the room, back to the wall, arms pressed against it. Uh, I would like to say I've never seen this person a day in my life. Or have I? But I've been with you for quite a while now. Oh, I was saying that out of character, but that's okay. Uh, if you were saying it at all, if you were thinking it in your head, she's responding to the thoughts. Okay. No, that I like that. Ooh, intrusive. Mm, Shoot. Well, that... <laughs> I also said that uh, character plays overrated by my uh, Anyways, uh, like, I start looking around at, like, things that, like, I could have as, like, you can imagine for Roger being into what he feels like is inherent danger, he immediately starts calculating, like, escape routes. He's looking at the suddenly locked window, the door that he literally just, like, ran away from to get to the other side of the, the apartment to get into this cowering position, realized that he was a fool for doing that. And he's like, and take her. And uh, I think he like tries to like do like a finger pointer. Who are you? I'm the Raven Queen. Oh God, I thought you were the ghost of Christmas yet to come. That's not for another two months. Okay, you're the, oh God, you're the Raven Queen. Uh, he put back press against the wall again. Why do you seem so scared? I've been here all along. I've been around. You felt it. I think at this point, uh, Roger would drop uh, his form. He would like just out of fear at this point, uh, he would turn into his natural change in form like all cards on the table kind of says there he is and she walks forward and puts her hand out to help you stand up there i am (laughs) and i uh i cautiously like uh take her hand come 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 and she leads you to the bed and then sits you down on the bed and Uh, sits on the chair at the desk nearby i'm only 18 this would be too soon I'm a commitment kind of guy. You're really funny, but that's not why I'm here. Oh, no commitments. Okay. I thought... Oh, there's commitment involved, but not that kind. Oh, well, I mean, I don't know what kind you were thinking of. I was talking about... (laughs) He just trails off with that. You're torn between two masters. Like, I open up my mouth to say uh, the words I agree, and I'm sure he thinks it, but he, like, also asks him uh, ask himself the question, Ooh. 
asks himself that? Yes. Or asks her that? Uh, I mean, technically, if she can read my mind, it would be the same thing. She's not always reading your mind. Okay. She just stares at you and waits for a response. Roger is not superbly intelligent. Uh, would he know what two masters uh, she's referring to? Um, are you aware of the Traveler? Uh, yes, but I would like to say that unless you want to change this, I'm pretty sure he's like, Roger is the kind of person that has spoke the Traveler's name. Mm -hmm. But often, more often than not, it's mockingly because he realizes that uh, even though he may ask for help, it doesn't seem like it ever comes. And if it does, it always feels like it came with a caveat to balance things out. Beware the gift of the Traveler. And so I don't think he would uh, like understand him as a deity that he follows, but rather just inherently has a power from him that he has never received actual guidance on. So when you say a master, I think Roger would be confused. So do you just stare at her or do you respond? Uh, I, I'd probably say, oh. What'd you say? I'm sorry, I didn't hear it. No, it's okay. I can't do single uh, syllable words for Roger's voice. And it's, all right, <clears throat> let, me, let me do my test. Well, Francine, if you're going to meet like that. Uh, what are you talking about? Masters? You are changeling. Therefore, you come from the Traveler. He created your people. Yes, I am. power within you is sourced from him, whether or not you recognize it or not. That, that doesn't make him my master, though. Denounce him, then. Lose your power. <laughs> no. So you serve two masters. No, I just really like what I got going on right here, son. Wouldn't you rather have my power? I'm here, aren't I? How many times has your voice gone into the void and disappeared with the voice of the Traveler never returning? Uh, He's distant. He's absent. He doesn't care. I do. I'm here. I guess, uh, <laughs> like, he's flabbergasted <laughs> because this shadowy figure is in front of him. Well. Huh. And I think right in front of her, uh, he would put his hands together in prayer and, uh, he would think the words. Ah. Uh, Traveler, uh, I I know we only try the talk on Christmas and Easter, but if uh, you have like a, a even a point in the right direction, you know, an open window here, uh, I'd like to tell her maybe she's wrong. Is she wrong? Are you saying this out louder in your head? Uh, I'm just making. I, I would probably say as hard as I can in my head. Okay, cool. Yeah, you don't feel like anybody else. Uh, you don't feel like because when she heard you, you definitely felt that she was listening. Right. Uh, partially because she responded to what you were saying um, in in an expression and in voice. But this time she just looks at you and you feel not here. You feel that you're being heard. Very similar to when she was listening, but it's someone else. And 
basically you get the understanding that this is your choice. Kind of like you you've you've heard of the traveler. You know that he's neutral. He tends to stay away from things. He doesn't necessarily involve himself directly in things. So basically you get the feeling that he's not going to leave whether or not you denounce him because your life is your life. You get a feeling of confidence and peace that you're not serving him. You just happen to be of him, if that makes sense. Okay. And it's the first time in a while you really felt anything when reaching out to him. So, kind of like, uh, you know, oh. the call hasn't dropped, so somebody has to be at the other end of the line, but uh, they're just mm -hmm. not saying anything back. But it's like it's it's hev heavy amounts of emotion that give you that feeling, those feelings of calm and peace that and understanding that you are of him and your choice is your choice. Um, and whether or not you choose a different branch in the path, he's not going to forsake you. You're not going to lose who you are or who you've been before now. I guess I would uh, like do this realize that there's no true answer that's going to come out from anywhere else but me and I would probably sigh in grief realizing that uh, I wasn't uh, expecting this to come so suddenly so soon uh, the, the Raven Queen has often you know whispered tidbits here and there uh, singing sweet empty nothings to me but this is the first time that she's made a physical appearance and I'd probably look up to her and my mother a fiend no I'm uh, sorry I was uh, trying to make a bad judge hooker moment there uh, my mother told me that the traveler gave me something special and it would have been nice to have him a little bit more in my life hell it would have been nice to have all of them a little bit more in my life but if there's one thing I've learned it's to take what is given to you and appreciate it I will not give up what was given to me this is a whole package deal baby Hmm. And she smiles and looks at you and kind of narrows her eyes a bit while she smiles and says, All right. Just know that I'll be here if you need me. Are you gonna cold call me again? I feel like I've been pretty forward without presenting myself. It's After all, it's not very often that I do things like this. So... Just to understand mechanically here, Glenn, uh, mm -hmm. Roger takes uh, his hat off. Uh, hopefully Raven Queen takes her hat off. Uh, what are you suggesting I have to give up here in order to uh, make a deal? Oh, with this her? is all narrative. This is just, she's, I mean, narratively, it, she's asking you to follow her from this point on. Uh, mechanically, that could mean whatever you want it to mean. Um, I just wasn't sure if that meant, uh, like, I would give up my divine soul uh, trait, if you will. No, 
maybe you multi-class into warlock or something you know like your next level would be taken in something that would be in service to the raven queen something like that okay um but that's that's neither here nor there i just want you to play with your character and like but that's the thing too you could also be like yeah i'll do what you want but i'm still a sorcerer you oh. know that's who i am okay so I, like whatever you want yeah like i wasn't like uh you're gonna have to give up divine soul you'll probably have to come a shadow no. sorcerer to keep up the theme it's i'm like, not gonna pigeonhole you like that man this is this is your game this is your story uh i honestly don't know if i uh should refer to you as my lady my queen Raven Queen, you've never... Anything is fine, as long as there's respect in it. And I call you Mother. If you wish. Ooh. You, you <laughs> see the hair on the back of Roger's neck tingle? Uh, mother, I... There will be a time where I will feel powerless. And if I falter. I know you'll be there. And when that happens, I am yours. She smiles and says, and she pulls the dagger off of the top of the, the armoire and presents it to you and says, just keep this close. And I will be there. I'll hide the dagger, uh, not warily because I know what it is. I know what it does. And I gingerly accept it. And when you take it, the blade is no longer steel. It looks like it's made of like a very, very wealth. It's the same shape, but it looks like it's a, like an obsidian blade. Okay. Um, and she says, this will be useful for you. I'm sure when the time comes, you'll know when to use it. She says, but I must be off and you have things to do. And she uh, puts her hand around your, like the side of your face, cups it a little bit and gives you a kiss on the forehead and says, I'll always be here, my son. Just call on me if you need me. And with that, she kind of fades back into the shadowy wisp and disappears into the darkness. And the window opens and the light comes back up and you're left in the scorch marked empty room um, for the most part with your belongings in it. Um, I would probably close it. the window again because I didn't want to. Uh, I know this is taking way too long, but uh, yeah, I I would probably like look at the dagger, and go oh, uh, put it away real quick, uh, pull out the like a dozen different outfits I have for different occasions and personas, and throw it into like a, a small chest. Realize that this chest would look extremely odd. Lock it. Uh, I would probably unlock it so I can put more shit in it. Uh, peel off the the poster on the wall that has uh, it says uh, "Rating for the Day" and it shows like uh, Volv, Roger, and then like hastily scribbled Magdor, and you see like gold star for like every single day for Roger, but there's like one silver star for Vol, and then there's like a bunch of sad faces, and there's a few uh, you know golden stars. You know his motivational. Uh, poster essentially that he's trying to rate himself he'll probably uh curl that up real quick toss it in uh the the chest and then uh he would probably as he uh like gets ready to close the chest he would suddenly feel the the feeling again 
Except this time, it feels like instead of being in the wrong skin, he's naturally feeling, you know, he's this is his natural form. He would realize that he has to go back out. And he he tries to turn himself back into default man number three, but he can't. And he something happens. Uh, we'll let's just uh, say that uh, something happens. That way we can get back to these two cool lads instead of making it the Tyler episode. I got nothing wrong and, with that. Uh, I'm interested. I'm listening to the story. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm all in for what's happening. Okay. I'm sorry. Roger realizes that he doesn't feel comfortable being someone else. But he realizes that if he's himself, he can't mingle with society as it is. He's known what happened before when he's shown his changeling self to the wrong people. How Vol may have, you know, begrudgingly yelled at him for, you know, ruining an opportunity for a job. Maybe not for being a changeling, but for, you know, uh, changing forms at the inopportune time that maybe uh, messed up with uh, something happening. And for that, he's felt some kind of intense fear of showing himself in public as he is. But he realizes that, like many things, he can make a compromise. Uh, you watch as Roger's skin begins to take on the, the color of human flesh. And he looks into the mirror. And it almost looks like Roger down to the, the, the long, wispy hair. But it begins to turn into a dirty blonde color. And after he finally changes form, you see a half-elf. Well, petite... Uh, you see what looks like Roger as, you know, in his teen years, meek, but he looks like a half-elf. And he, like, kind of, like, runs his fingers through his hair, still wispy, and he's like, ah, ah, this doesn't look nice. And, uh, he, like, starts frantically, like, trying to braid it, and it looks, like, hastily done, and, uh, he would take his cloak and, uh, the magic cloak trademark here. Uh, I know, it was it called the glamorous cloth armor? Yeah, just a glamoured, a glamoured cloak. Uh, he would probably, like, uh, throw that over himself and, uh, whisper, <sighs> what, what is Sylvan for open? I forget. Oh, was it open or unlock? And, like, she shouts, uh, sorry, Roger shouts out for, like, the password hint, uh, gets it, and is like, Aloha, Mora. And, uh, I assume that this thing will change into, uh, some kind of tunic that wraps around, yep. uh, Roger's body. If you choose the form. I, I would probably say it's, like, uh, purple in color, with, uh, a belt around the, uh, the Midwest, uh, uh, and a androgynous-looking half-elf would step out of the door. And, uh... 
Knox would look at the teenagers cheapishly. Who's Knox? Knox is Roger's natural name. This is given changeling name, correct? Yes. And it's uh, cool. the name that he's gonna... I don't even know what pronoun they use at this point. Uh, pronouns are hard. It's what... They? They? Would they be appropriate? As since uh, he's trying to go as naturally neutral... Sure. Knox looks as sheepishly at the group and runs off. The uh, group of teenagers? Yes. Okay. Like uh, he, And they kind of warily eye you and they're like, what's that? You see them not recognizing you at all. No, so. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, yeah, uh, Knox would start running off towards uh, Vol's house. Uh, maybe pulling out like a hood over the head and uh, running as fast as they can. Yeah, you arrive at uh, Vol's house and it looks like they're just finishing clearing it out and they're locking the door as you arrive as if uh, they did the same thing at Vol's place. Probably Magdor's too. And Vol is nowhere around. Where did you head after that, Vol? Did you go to the beach Leviathan? Yeah, um, Vol headed straight to the Leviathan. Great. Uh, hello? Uh, yeah, what? What's up, man? I mean... Sorry. What's up, person? It's okay. You, Lady? You you can call me whatever you want. Uh, have you seen big bulky guy, Goliath? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we just finished clearing out his stuff. Oh, you did? Is he in there? No, no, he left. Uh, he was going down that road. Uh, that direction. <laughs> I don't know. He didn't say where he was going. Uh, I like. I look at that direction. Would Knox know what direction that is? That is the the. If you've ever had a drunken evening with him at the beach, <laughs> Leviathan, this is the exact road you would have taken to and from. I look down and I see like the uh, the dampened footsteps of the Goliath as he's made these many travels before, and in the in the cobblestone <laughs> it's a lot so of worn down. that's a worn path yeah i mean like, that's that's fair um what am i i'm like 200 pounds. pounds 300 pounds yeah, yeah but horses travel on this stuff and don't leave ruts like <laughs> well with how frustrated vol would probably get it uh, now Knox, you know just stomping away in anger <laughs> like yeah. i imagine him being like uh meticulous so it's not actually a, a a traveling pathway that's worn out it's actual steps he stepped in the same exact spot every single time so it's just worn out holes but uh i guess Knox would probably be confused because they would uh they they wanted the sleepover but then they realized that they're being evicted and they don't know where they're gonna sleep tonight uh i guess uh they look at the key and... shit okay thank you and uh they would just start running off towards uh beach leviathan and when you arrive you step in the front door and see your two friends sitting at a table enjoying pints oh shit uh <laughs> like uh uh, not Have they ever seen you like this before? Or is this the first time? Uh, 
like it, maybe vol would recognize nox because like i said it's essentially a humanized version of his changeling form and it just like it looks pretty similar but uh i don't think uh they've never done this <laughs> so uh Nox, when you say humanized you mean half elves uh giving a more non-changeling form fleshy looking yeah yeah fair no, that's fair. Uh, I would probably look at Vol and then look at Magdor, realize which one I should uh, try to make this a, a smooth, quick process. Look at Vol again. And then I would cast message to Magdor. And uh, Magdor, you would probably hear, Magdor, <laughs> I need oh. you to... What the fuck was that? Is everything okay, Dwarf? Uh, Dwarfy. I what's, need what's you to... Chill out, motherfucker. <clears throat> I'm currently in something new. Mm, strange. I'll, I'm gonna walk up to your table. Uh, I think Roger's here. He's he's acting kind of weird. Isn't that <laughs> yeah, you're looking for Roger, but you don't see Roger. You see the half-elf person that was described to us earlier walking up to your table kind of sheepishly, looking back and forth. <laughs> Get out of here. I'm waiting for my friend. Dwarf, that is, that's the boy. Oh, gosh, oh, right. He, he he can, yeah, okay. Bull? Yes. Pleasure to meet you. My name is Knox. Is that a, is that a name for your persona? Is that, or is that your name? That's really woke of you to suddenly realize what it means. That is my name. Name, name. So out of character, the only reason Vol would have asked that, considering how long they've spent together, he knows what Roger looks like, like changeling-wise. So I, I would imagine comfortably like recognize this form as being closer to, you know, non-changeling as much as possible. The only reason why he asked. Okay, Knox. And I'll slide over a silver. Do you want to get ourselves? A, do you want to get us a round of drinks? Normally, I would say get it yourself, you bozo. But yes, uh, I snatched a coin and uh, run off to the the counter to get drinks. Who, who was that? That was well. I mean, even I can't tell sometimes with these damn half-elves whether they look like a man or a girl. But that's the boy. That's Roger. His name's now Knox, apparently. Oh, Roger. Right, right. He told me that. Uh, okay. Seems like he's a little bit more comfortable like this. So let's call him Knox now. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. It's hard enough to remember his name is Roger. Well, let's hope he stands up for himself then. I would probably come back with uh, probably two things of mead and then like a a tropic berry margarita or some crap for myself and uh, I would slide up uh, the mead to each of them and I would actually I don't even know how being as because uh, I imagine myself like five foot two in my normal uh, position and all that stuff and anyways uh, I get the, the mead on the table and it's like Magdor you can call me whatever you want it doesn't matter I'm just letting you know that's my name. Oh, thanks, Roger. You're welcome. 
Um, like and Volt's going to reach over for the uh, berry drink. Thanks for the drink. And then he's going to sit there and start <laughs> sipping on his drink. Uh, I would like to see how the strength check goes between him trying to pull my drink away. Are you going to try and wrestle them? Oh, you never set the drink, the berry drink down. No. Okay, so this will be a strength contest. Oh, it's going to be athletics against athletics. Perfect. Athletics? Okay. Oof. <laughs> They're better than me. <laughs> um, Tyler, do you want to tell when you say it? Yeah, what are the numbers for our listening audience? Sure. Uh, Knox is going to roll with inspiration. <laughs> oh, I can't do that. Uh, I got a two. Um, I have a, a double, like almost double proficiency in athletics. Um, I have an athletic score of four. Um, Vol rolled a seven. Oh great! Yeah, see, you're neither of you have a great grip on it, but you do, Vol. Should you choose, so have the strength to pull it away from Knox. I do. Vol Vol pulls it away, says thank you, and then downs it. <laughs> I can see why it's you like sweet these kinds and of drinks. Beautiful. Uh, Knox would probably like kind of like stare at uh, Vol. Why I'm like. Uh, you? I'm surprised you got yourself a mead, boy. I don't see you as much of a mead drinker. Enjoy, and I'm yeah. gonna start down in mine. Mead. Oh, I thought you said you started down in the second <laughs> one. <laughs> Where's your drink, boy? I uh, I would probably look up at Vol and like, mm. well, don't forget, I got you a second drink, and I would probably take the mead and throw it at his face, holding the cup. Just whoosh, yes, just right on his face. Open wide. Not even an attack roll necessary. There's only rolling if you have a chance of failure. Uh, you're too close, and he just downed a drink. So I assume finishes. I got you a second drink. Wah! Water in the face. Oh, yeah. Or sorry, mead in the face. Um, as Vol he dumps. Sorry, Knox dumps a an entire pint of mead on your face. I'm not a half was that orc. Fork? I'm not a half orc. But I know how to have a good time. Why? Why did you waste the mead? <laughs> well, you like didn't have question. your mouth open. You? Why didn't you have your mouth open? And like, uh, you tra- I, I do like the voice of Blue Roger. Why did you not drink the mead, boy? Because I was drinking my drink. I thought you got yourself a drink. One of the one of the other patrons at a close by table hears your voice completely change. <laughs> yeah, they see in like, mid conversation, uh, and they go. I can imagine and they just kind like, of scoot their chair away. Suddenly, go like uh, this petite looking uh, androgynous half elf going from like, "Hi, hello," to, "Yes." <laughs> just, uh, it's stark. Yes, uh, it's it's. All yeah. right. Well, as much fun no, as this stark. has been. What are we going to do tonight? I am going to get me two Tropic Berry margaritas. Oh, I'm not talking about that... drinks. I know we're drinking. I'm talking about I, I lost my home. They kicked me out. Well, took all my stuff. Sounds like I need a drink then. And uh, I turn around and go back to get uh, two more. Uh, no, I guess three at this point. Three more uh, things of Tropic Berry margaritas. 
we'll we'll, yep. we'll talk about this uh dwarf let me just go clean up i don't know why the fuck i got doused with fucking meat for what the fuck is going Pay for my own fucking drink and then I get it thrown on just wants to waste fucking liquor. I say this as I'm walking away. To like just wash up and come back. You can go to the lavatory. Yeah. They have a nice uh a nice little bit of a you kinda have to pump it, but you get some fresh water, rinse off, clean up the areas. It was very well and shot straight up into your face, so it didn't get on a lot of your like armor or weapons or anything, so yeah, just mostly on your upper section. Oh yeah. Um and then by the time you return uh, it looks like just a few moments before uh, Knox had returned with their drinks. Yep, and I and was sit sitting there with Magdor. Ooh, sitting in your seat talking to Magdor. It, it's nice to see you a little closer to my size. Mm. In the, uh, I was in the empty seat. Too many giants in here. Oh, well, maybe I should try growing taller, dwarf. Maybe I should try riding on top of you. Only if I can throw Ooh, you at the enemy. Combat. <laughs> I start jotting down notes at this, uh, <laughs> like on battle strategies. How much damage do you think you could do with me? I don't know. That's actually pretty interesting. So if you get up on my shoulder, um, I could I could fling you at them, especially if we're split like. If 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 Knox over here is split off from us and facing their own group, and then we're like having a good time, I could just toss you over. All right, all right. Knox, Roger, go stand over there. And Vol, you're gonna throw me and tell me how much it hurts. All right, all right. Clear some room, everybody. <laughs> I like. I look around to see if people are actually gonna clear at the words of this Goliath shouting. <laughs> That's on you, Glenn. What? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I apologize. Are I was writing something. To continue. So I yelled out. Yeah, I mean, like, you do whatever you want. So yeah. I yelled, okay. uh, Vol yells out, uh, clear some room, everybody. We're going to try out something. They kind of step off to the side, move their tables. All right, I then I, I'll my... get down on one knee and uh, like motion for like Magdor to get on. And I'm just clambering, climbing up onto his shoulder. Dwarf Cannon 3000. It's a little, it's a little like weird because he's like grabbing your face and like eventually like he puts his legs up in weird places and accidentally kicks you like uh, come up uses oh sorry. yeah watch, eventually watch gets face. on in place it it's takes like a, a few moments a it's a little climbing glamoury. up it is not glamorous yeah. uh i would probably down my margarita as fa uh, fast as i can uh because i think i needed the liquid courage after the shit i just did earlier uh not with vol even not with the change but my encounter with the Raven Queen, and uh, I'd probably down that, then I would probably look at Vol, realize that he probably doesn't want this drink, so I take his uh, Traffic Berry Margarita TM, do not steal, uh, and then I would probably stand, like, next to the wall in front of them, saying alright, bring it on, motherfuckers you ready, Nox? ready born ready, ready Magdor? Uh, yeah, just don't miss <laughs> that's a I'll tough looking best. wall and now, what do you want me to roll for this? I'm gonna chuck Magdor at Nox. Let's say it's, it's an improvised ranged attack, but it's strength, strength based. Yeah. So strength plus proficiency, and a d20. So yeah. So d the d20 is for the damage. It's effectively the same modifier as a melee attack. So roll the okay, hit. So so one d20 plus uh, your strength plus your proficiency. 
Our proficiency is two, so whatever your strength is. Plus my strength, so that's a two. Plus proficiency, two. Eight. <laughs> okay. I have an armor class naturally of 13. Uh, I get chucked into a Take wall. it away. <laughs> Wait, what? You have an armor class of what? And you rolled what? I have a 13. He rolled an eight. Oh, yeah. Definitely don't hit him. <laughs> but I still get thrown. Like, just... like he... Oh, slammed into a wall. How far did you throw him? Um, I'd like to say maybe like 15, 20 feet. Cool. Uh, you take eight bludgeoning <laughs> damage as you smack your face into the wall. Uh, it doesn't bust anything up, luckily, because the you know the wood of the ship is meant. It was meant at one point, very at very least, to take on like the ocean. So you don't break anything, but it hurts your right, face. I'm gonna, I, oh, good. In, in Knox's mind, which is completely delusional at this point, uh, imagines bull like arm forward with roger on it and all of a sudden just <laughs> and just fires off like a rail gun and just spirals wildly into the wall like he missed but it looked cool as shit in his eyes like he was impressed i'm, Nay, I'm gonna smack into the wall all right <clears throat> oh you okay yeah. dwarf yeah that that does hurt let's let's do that to someone <laughs> let's try to try to Hell aim yeah. a little bit better this time and roger uh, again roger i saw you, you can ducked do it. <laughs> i'm just gonna walk away and pick up the rest of my mead um there is a uh, the bartender not like the current bartender not the owner runs up and like make sure everyone's all right and he says whoa that was like the fastball special there's this tribe of shifters that are like wolverines and they teamed up with some giants and they started throwing them and they started calling it the fastball special that was like that yeah we're just uh we're just practicing uh moves for our next mission uh sorry for the uh disturbance uh we just got really oh, you didn't break anything you're fine right, cool. yeah, no, 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 you're, you're good you guys give us a lot of money so i'm fine with it uh well in that case uh toss them like three silver What's that gonna get me? I thought you could see. Tossed him again. I'm like, yes. You want one drink for three silver? Uh, one drink for myself. You get pretty stout. I get you pretty stout whiskey. Uh, sure. Let's <laughs> do it. I'm in a good mood. Rocks. On the rocks, sir. Uh, why? Why would you drink whiskey on the rocks? Some people need it watered down. But you Wait, seem like you're all right. I just gotta make sure. Rocks? No, I can put some stones in there. Some cooled <laughs> stones. That sounds that sounds amazing. Yes, please. Yeah, we call them whiskey stills. Okay. So keep your keep your liquor cool, sure. but that doesn't water it down. Magic. And then he uh you see him like pull some like small pebbles that look like they were probably river pebbles at one point, as he begins to like nicely pour this good looking whiskey out of a nice like a nice container and pours it in. But before he pours it in, he holds them and you see like cool air kind of coalesce around his hands as he holds them and then uh and he says hold hold one put out my hand and i'll take one. Oh, that's cold yeah and it's freezing like and it stays cold and he's like all right just put it in the glass and it'll keep it cold so he puts that along with the, that one and pours a glass for you and he's like this is good stuff too thank you imported from gontelgrim oh gontel you you know what uh, you should talk to you should talk to dwarf backdoor come here he knows about gontel grip uh i would i would, would say that roger is, is like, he from gontel i i don't know dwarf are you from gontel i've just heard you mention that before 
Uh, I don't. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, I'm sorry. So, what did you say you were doing there, Roger? Though, uh, I would say like as they're having the conversation in the background, you see like Roger or sorry Knox, uh, put his uh, hands up to Magdor's face over his nose, and uh, they would go, "I'm sorry, I ducked. You did great." And I would snap his nose back in place and uh, do healing word for uh, seven. Glenn's oh. looking at me confused. I didn't say the several. I did. I didn't realize he broke his nose. <laughs> oh well, he was talking about how he broke his nose and like smashed his face into the wall. So yeah. I was just like uh, casting healing word to. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yes. All but one hit point. Completely healed. It fixed up. No more yeah. bleeding. No more swelling. Looks almost looks almost perfect. So, but it's like, you know, it's got that little bump from the repair, you know, like a, like a one of the Wilson brothers. Um, <laughs> on the mention of Gontel Grimm, you be like, I, I don't want to talk about it. Actually, I've got some iron I need to go pick up. I'll be right back. And I'm going to go up and buy a cask of ale uh, with the gold piece there, whatever a gold piece can get me and uh, walk off. Oh, it's a nice. I mean, depending on the amount you want, you can get a like like a gallon of really yeah. nice stuff for a gold or you can get like an actual cask of kind of low quality. just a gallon of the nice stuff and i'm gonna head off to the Great. blacksmith i was talking to earlier okay uh, so he hurries off uh what what do nox and volt do now that uh magdor seems to have an errand that he needs to take care of i would like look at magdor uh just uh, and just walk off after I uh, I heal him. I go, you're welcome, asshole. And then I guess I would look over at Vol, and uh, Vol is having a conversation with the bartender right now. Yeah, and then after that, I'm gonna take a seat and resume, enjoy my whiskey, and just yeah, the bartender's like, oh, uh, that conversation ended weirdly. Uh, let me know if you need another one. All right, appreciate it. All right. And then just whatever, just bring to... me back. Half drunk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just a few minutes later. Do you want to drink that with the... the well, yeah, we're not, not going to just uh, awesome. <laughs> be it off meat without drinking it. <laughs> Great. So you're you're going to end up falling asleep there if you're finishing that barrel right. with him. That little gallon. If you're going a half gallon deep on that All stuff, right. you're going to fall asleep at his That's place. fine. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> if you don't mind, I'm going to make a constitution check because I did down that margarita to see how I'm doing. Con saving throw, yeah. Okay. Con- I mean, I'm not going to say no to that. Yeah. Just because it's against a quote-unquote harmful effect. Uh, Nox is a changed person. They just got a, a 20. Unnatural. Uh, Feeling great. They're- Happily buzzed, but not affected uh, negatively. They realized that uh, they're doing a pretty good job holding their drink for once and was getting ready to go for the second one immediately, but then kind of a light sip. Maturity. There it is. Uh, Tyler's disgusted by this, but uh, (laughs) Nox is (laughs) impressed. Yeah, so um, Wall goes back to the table, sitting, enjoying his whiskey. Like gonna feet are kicking you? it against yeah like i'm I'm at the table too and my You're feet are like too. kicking kicking at the bar still kind of like a a literal looking kid at this point drinking uh well sipping lightly from this margarita are you ready for tomorrow 
I should get something a little bit warmer, I think. But other than that, yes. Good. Uh, it's like 11 o'clock in the afternoon, so I think I got time to grab uh, something a little bit wooly. Also, daytime drinking? Not as bad as what people say. I mean, I would imagine it's... Uh, and this is to Glenn. This is probably like 3 or 4 in the afternoon, right? Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah. It, between you all having to go back and then, you know... Coming back here, yeah, it's about three-ish, two or three, yeah. So, so it's still day drinking for sure, but Algira not like had eleven us meet in the morning. At the ass there. crack of dawn, we had our meeting with uh, Lord Neverember, and it's remember it's fall, so ass crack of dawn is like seven thirty-ish, so it's not like five a.m. Okay, sure. <laughs> uh, I'll stick with my statement, but yes, uh, it's later in the afternoon, and uh, I'll. Grab something a little bit warm, and uh, we should be good to go. Good. The journey there shouldn't be bad. Um, especially for because for the first half of it should just be forced, I think, um, from what I can remember. And maybe not. It's all on the edge of the Neverwinter Wood, and so, like, on your left, traveling north, will be, like, the coast, and it follows the coast. Oh, no, and on your right, like, like a half a mile away is the edge okay. of the Never winter wood for most of that journey. So you are, there's not going to be parts where you're in like heavy forest. Sure. You might go through some clumps of trees, but you're not just so you, okay. you, you would absolutely know that <laughs> uh, the journey up to uh, a journey should be good. Should be clear free of any trouble for the most part. If we do run into anything, I think we'll be able to handle it just fine. Good. Good. Well, uh, there's one thing I'd like to say. Yes, Knox. And I'm going to do this via message, so he is going to hear it in my natural voice. And he hears two words. You missed. And I am going to swipe at his beer. I'm going to try to be as quick as possible with it. Trying to do what? Uh, swipe at his beer? Yes, because I promised him anytime he missed with an attack, I would steal his beer. And he missed with okay, so, Magdor, so I'm going to try to do a quick swipe at his drink. Yeah, so this would be acrobatics, and he can counter with athletics or acrobatics. I have a feeling it's not going to go well, but... Eh, optimism. <laughs> Apparently, uh, oh, sorry, for the podcast... I got an 11 acrobatics. I rolled a majestic 5. I rolled a 16 in athletics. Yeah, so he tries to swipe at it and <laughs> just can't My arms wrench are it way from your too grip. short. Like, I, I take a swing at it, but I'm like a foot short. And maybe Vol, like, realizes what uh, I, he, I was about to do. So he's like, kind of moves his mug a little bit closer to him. Like, it, it was right. a natural win. You're right. I miss. But I've never thrown a dwarf before. have to learn for the best to become proficient well, I believe case, in you by the way <laughs> conveniently asking because I don't really actually know do you have a casting focus an arcane focus like uh Dax thinks about it yeah and uh they pull down the shirt which playing as a male human is 
could be normal, but uh, when they do this, you might see some curves that Vol is not used to seeing and pulls down the, the shirt a little bit uh, deeply to show that there is a amulet uh, with uh, different bits of uh, amber and whatnot in it and the 50 gold piece diamond Glenn so graciously gifted me in the very first 10 minutes sitting in the dead center. Ah, I see. Uh, when they came to clean out my place to pack up our belongings and take it into storage, I was going through my, uh, I was getting ready, gearing up for uh, this mission, and I found an old staff that I'm not sure exactly where I got it from. Um, in case you ever need it, once we come back, I could hand it off to you, because I think you'd get more use out of it. Is it like uh, a whacking staff or a... Uh... Hoo-ha, magic comes out staff. Uh, I think it's just a simple magic users, like as a focus staff. Um, I, it might not mean or do anything special, but in case you needed it, I could give it to you later. Okay. That'd be nice. It feels weird, though, that you're giving me something besides a lecture, but I'll take it. Well, beyond that, if you need to get anything warm, you should probably do that now. I'm probably going to start getting ready to rest up and get my weapons ready. We have a long travel ahead of us. Where are we staying the night at if our rooms are being cleaned out? Get a room here at the Leviathan. Have you forgotten the nights we've spent here, boy? <laughs> boy just seems a little too objective at this point, but I, I'll humor you. Yes. I apologize. It's just habit. No. So this is new. Is you Nox. Vol, you have stuck with tradition f for like 20 bajillion years. I don't expect you to change the way you are. Be nice if you didn't waste my goddamn fucking money dousing me with my own mead. I saw it. I slide him silver. I don't take it. <laughs> I like I tried to do that that game where you put your knuckles on the table. And the other person, like, launches the quarter at the person's knuckles. But, obviously, it doesn't take it, so I just kind of, like, fling it towards him and try to get as close as the edge as I can. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and make a ranged attack. So it'll be dexterity and proficiency. Oh, boy. I, uh, didn't think you were gonna... Okay. No, that's fair. Uh... If you're trying to land it, like, on the edge, it's pretty specific. Okay. As you wish. <laughs> Uh, I got a 24. Perfectly placed. Just hanging over, Just like, perfectly balanced, like all edge. things should be. God damn, that was actually pretty impressive, but there's no way in hell I'm telling Nox. All right, um, <laughs> you should probably you should probably go get your uh, gear now before uh, the stores close up for the night. Um, remember, I'll meet you at the northern entrance in the morning. Crack of dawn, same as today. And Vol's going to step up and start heading towards the room he'd already gotten before anybody else arrived. And as he steps up and starts to walk away, we're going to move over to the other scene that's been set as Magdor has headed to have drinks with his uh, good buddy, the blacksmith. <laughs> his name is Gra his name is Gratham. Gratham. I think it says his name is Greg. I'm like, yeah, buddy. I'm all Greg. <laughs> no. Uh, ye old Grog is someone who lives in a different place. All right. <laughs> uh, 
And he says, ah, oh, as oh. you arrive. That's the stuff. <laughs> All right, I'm done for the night. Let's drink. He just closed up shop when I showed up. Oh, yeah. He kicked everyone out. He's like, everyone. Get the fuck like, out. I'm trying to the drink. There. Time to drink. All right. We're closing up early. I must have missed it. Is uh, Gratham also another dwarf? Yes. Okay. Okay. That this whole thing makes sense. He's a mountain even dwarf, though. So. Yeah. A little bit. So, yeah. Okay. We okay. hate each other, but not too much to not drink. <laughs> no, 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 no. Everybody can be a friend over a pint. Oh. So I'm going to walk in then and, you know, we're going to, I'm just going to slam the cask, the gallon cask onto his uh, workbench there. Like, all right, you got the honors, open her up. And he uh, does. And he brings two big old flagons out and fills them both up and slides one towards you and says, so what's on the docket for you and your friends? Oh, uh, we're working for uh, Lord Neverwinter up in the castle. You mean Never Ember? Yeah, 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 yeah. Algy, Algy corrects me too. Lord Never Ember. Uh, we're working on him for the castle. That's big. For uh, we got to go north. They they wanted me to get on a boat. <laughs> How far north? Uh, further north than Gondolgrim. Uh, Luskin. Heading up to the Ten Towns. Oh, careful there. But why? I mean, 20 years ago, we were at war yeah, with Yeah, well, that's 20 the years pirates. ago. Who remembers that longer other than us dwarves? <laughs> They're pot. <laughs> Maybe uh, the elves. Yes. Screw the elves. I know, right? Um, no, but uh, just be cautious. Yeah, always. And I'm going to uh, yeah. look over at, I'm, I'm assuming, a pile of iron chips. Oh, yeah. He's got a bunch of, like, scrap and yeah. stuff like that. But he also has the iron chips for you that you asked for and commissioned. All right. We're like, those are for me then? All right. Yeah. We're like, all right, I'm going to open my bag. And I kind of just grab it a little bit. All right, pile them in. And he just turns the bag up. That He had them in like a small burlap sack. And he starts to like pour them in. And he's like, fantastic. You're telling me. As he finishes the pour in. And he's like, wow. If I wasn't uh, feeling this a little bit already, this is good stuff, by the way. I don't know if I'd believe that. It's, it's crazy, the kind of toys that they give us. Check this out. I'm going to pull out the alchemy jug and be like, Oh, sir. <gasps> Moradin's beard. You know what this is? <gasps> what dwarf does it? I'm not even going to ask. I'm just going to open up the beer one. I'm just going to start pouring it, too. We have so much That's more boring. alcohol. Oh, I think it's like... Manny starts pouring out. <laughs> <laughs> Look what this baby can do. Slaps hood of alchemy jug. Uh, but no. uh, yeah, so we're just going to drink and talk and I'm going to talk to him about drink the night away. Uh, I'm going to talk to him about him, my arm because I'm assuming he's going to ask. He's like, oh, yeah, he's interested in all the changes. Yeah, you're making. Like, yeah I've, I've got some clampers here. Yeah, the, I'm working on the knuckles, but it's a little hard. I'm going to need a little help. I just imagine yeah. Magdor just going, ask me about my arm. Ask, ask arm. me about it. Yes. <laughs> and, and I'm going to tell him, you know, yeah. oh, well, you know, I don't know how much you know about Gontelgrim or what's been going on there. Uh, being, you know, from the mountains as yourself. But uh, mm. I, I kind of got kicked out. Uh, but Morden's been Morden's been helping me. He helped me fashion an arm. He imparted that knowledge. He on did. You, huh? He did. He said something about I needed to help out the dwarves. So I'm helping you out by getting you drunk. I'm going to slap him on the back. The best thing you could ever do for a fellow dwarf. 
and he responds with a similar clap on the back. Uh, that's pretty much it. Got the coins, get drunk. Great. Show you drink, toys. you play you play dwarven. Yeah, dwarven dr- drinking games until you both can't yeah. walk. And when you can't walk, you just go to sleep. I, I won't say one more thing. Um, it's been a long time okay. since someone been able to drink me under the table. <laughs> Ah, uh, you drunk me under the table first, remember? Uh, and then I just collapsed. I just got back up. <laughs> uh, but you fall you you fall into that happy drunk feeling that you have enjoyed because especially with your people, this is like it's tradition to drink with those that you enjoy spending time with, especially after you know you're not gonna see him for a while. Like so you go to spend some time with him and drink with him, enjoy, revel a little bit in what you're going to do, and he wishes you well throughout the night, all these things. It's all very good. And at some point in the evening, you kind of like hazily wake up and it, you you swear you hear the sound of the hammer on the anvil. But it's dark and you open your eyes a little bit and you can see your friend like passed out in a big cushy armchair, just, just totally out of it. And from within the flames, you swear, you hear a voice say a word and you don't recognize it. Um, as a person specifically, but you hear the word Ethereum. All right, let me, let me just uh, write this down. Oh, I just woke up. Where's my reading glasses? I got to write oh. down this word I just heard. <laughs> can, can I retcon just one thing with that? Not with, with anything sure. like that. Uh, the dwarf that I've been drinking with, can he be who's been renting me the room? So we, we've had conversations back and forth. And, all right. Absolutely. Makes sense. This has happened a few times before. Yeah. He just knows that you're leaving, and that's common for dwarves to drink together before they're gonna not hang out anymore for a while. So right. it's a little bit of little bit of tradition here that you haven't been able to partake in for a while since you've been gone from Gonsagrim for so long. Um, but I'll come back to you here in a second. I want to go to the other guys real quick. Uh, Vol, was there anything else you wanted to do? Because you already have your stuff. You just head up to your room and go pass out? Yeah, nothing specific. Just kind of like prepare, kind of like, you know, zone out, reflect more than anything else. Uh, Just Mm -hmm. mentally get ready for what's about to happen. Uh, Yeah. Vol's a hunter. He's a job, like he works jobs. He knows what to, how to like what the routine is and he's just trying to get ready for that mentally more than anything else and also like physically for good like nights of sleep to wake up early and get started it's gonna be a long journey of like not good sleep (laughs) absolutely you got your bedroll but that's nothing compared to a warm bed um awesome very cool and Knox, uh you see your you know father figure and mentor go up the stairs and he is done for the night um and he has instructed you to go get some warmer clothing. So what would you like to do? I would probably go over to whatever the equivalent of the shopping district is and uh, go shop myself a uh, a warm, maybe not leather, but like a fur-lined cloak or something like that. Okay. Yeah, you find a shop. And since it is pushing into that colder time of year, everybody's kind of like supplying these. So they're not hard to find. Um, there's a couple general goods stores, a couple clothing stores, tailoring places that sell different ones, but they're all about the same price unless you want to get, um, so if you want to spend about five silver, you can get what you need. You can get clothing being a, you know, an upper piece, you know, 
pants and boots that will be just fine for cold weather um, up to a certain point. But if you want to go like, uh, I forget what the name of the brand is, but there's a really nice brand for camping go that you can get. Um, Eddie Bauer? One Eddie Bauer, sure. But there's, a, you can get a Yeti cloak. Basically, it's a it's a coat made from the skin and fur of a Yeti, which will keep you warm even in sub-zero temperatures, just in case. But it's up to you whether or not you want to spend that coin because it's five gold per cloak. Hmm. Um, but there is no limit on effect. In this world, there is no limit on what it could protect you from as long as you're wearing it. I would probably hold off on getting the Yeti cloak specifically just because uh, okay. I know we're going up to... Uh, Luskin, I believe it's called. Mm -hmm. But uh, we're not going so far that would I know that it ever gets that cold? Yeah, you know that it's the furthest, like, larger city until you get, like, when you go north of there, that's when you're getting into the area called the Ten Towns, where it's like Mirabar and Fireshear and Huddlestone. Those are all small towns, partially because of how cold it is. So north of there, yes, you might need the Eddy Cloak, but you're pretty sure you'd be okay without it. Okay. If you're not going further north than Luskin. I would probably reason with myself that if I needed something a little bit more serious, that uh, Luskin would actually be able to provide that just because of the kind of city it is being that far. So yes. I would probably just get your standard mm -hmm. uh, Erline Cloak and you know the, the usual set to help provide me decent uh, protection. Some long johns. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you get that. It's five silver. It's simple. Uh, it's not hard to find for sure. Okay, dokes. I will subtract that appropriately from my uh, good stuff. I need to do the two silver for the iron coins. Was it two silver? Yes. And uh, is there any shield shops? Chilt? Yes. I don't know what a chilt shop is. Shield. Oh, shield. I'm so sorry. I heard chilled and I was like chilled. I heard chilled too, yeah, so they're... I was confused. No, it's okay. Yeah. I, 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 I say words weird. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, I just wanted. <laughs> no, yeah, there's armor smiths. I just wanted the window shop to see if the, like uh, I could get like a good idea how much uh, your standard shield would cost. So yeah, you know, oh, like I'm walking like back just and a base shield. I was just looking to see. Um, look at the shields. I know I can't hold them or anything, but I was I always tell. Uh, I feel like as Knox previously Roger, well, it's still Rogers, just a different name at this point. Uh, wonders, you know, better ways to protect themselves because they know if they got hit by the dwarf, it would have hurt a lot. And so yeah, you. You're able to kind of window shop at some of the armor smiths in the area, um, and it looks like the median cost for a basic shield is about two gold. Wow, uh, that's surprisingly cheap. I was expecting a lot more, actually. Uh, <laughs> I muttered to myself, I bet Magdor can make it better. Cheaper, too. And uh, I would just uh, say that. Get the kind of wrap the cloak around me, and then I would make my way back to the beach Leviathan. Okay. And you make your way in there. Um, do you want to get a room? <clears throat> nope, because I have one already. I will go up and I will go into Vol's room. Doors locked. Vol, did you get a room with multiple beds? Um, no, I wouldn't have. Okay. So you go where you know he's staying, but the door's locked. 
I uh, I try Vol's key in it just out of like <laughs> stupidity <laughs> from his apartment. Yeah. yeah, you try it and it wiggles around. Um, and no, I mean it fits in the door, but it doesn't move at all. Then I guess if, Vol- click, 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 click. if Vol's a- awake and he hears this, he gets his short sword out. Oh yeah, you hear it if you're awake because you're doing preparation yeah. and you're like meditating on the future events yeah. of today. You hear a key jingle around, but not turn in the lock i snap open pay attention i get my short sword ready to see if somebody tries to break in i guess you would hear do you want to build a snowman will you let me fucking in yes what are you doing well trying to come in uh why i'm tired then get a room I am. Get your own room. Bull, are you doing that naughty thing? There's only one bed in here, Knox. I, we all get, I have... We, we both get paid the same for the jobs that we work. You should be able to afford a room here for the night. Oh! <laughs> you just hear, like, a soft howling noise from the other side of the wall. Or the door. Uh, I assume Vol says nothing to this. Just after that, completely, like, if you continue those, he just stops. He just goes back to what he was doing. Is there something I can tell you? What can is I it? tell you something? I'm finding more interested parties in my work and I, I've been asking myself who I should be looking for guidance and honestly I think I could use some of yours tonight I'll meet you down at the bar in 10 minutes Bar is not a place I should be talking about this, Vol. Then we go for a walk. If you don't want me in your room, that's fine. I don't want you in my room, but that's why I told you to get your own room. Uh, I'm already walking away to get my own room. Cool. Yeah, you can get a room. Easy. Uh, How much is that? One silver. One silver. Wow, running me dry today. Whoa, whoa, sorry. Five copper. Five copper. Okay. I'm crazy. I was gonna say, man, one no silver. We rented, a, rented a house each. It's the Ritz. <laughs> I uh, specifically request the one that's right next to Vols, if there's one available. It's available. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Convenient. <laughs> Wait, let's see. Odds is easy. It's available. Evens, it's not. Odds, it is available. Okay. I let the dice decide. Uh, being the beach Leviathan, I can imagine the the walls are not super <laughs> thick. No. Good. Uh, you, <laughs> I would go into my room and uh, first thing I do is I take my obsidian-looking dagger of sorts and I chip it right into the wall uh, between Vols and mine. 
Like you're gonna put it through the wall. Not through through, but <laughs> just enough for it to just stick. In. Okay, yeah, it sticks in the like wall, I, just fine. I'll look for, like, maybe a crack or something. That way I'm not, like, actually damaging it. But, you know, like, between the, cool. the boards or something, just kind of stick it in. Because I... Yeah. And then, like, maybe Vol just hears... Ah, much better. <laughs> I'm assuming Vol... You now know that Roger has a room. Or, sorry. Yeah, are you... Ro- so you... Let me make sure this is correct. You want to be referred to as Knox... You call me whatever you want. Uh, okay. Well, this is me as the DM. How do you want me to refer? If if he's in changeling form, is it Roger? And if it's in half-elf form, it's Nox? Or, like, how would you prefer it from me? I think for the sake of story purposes, it was considered Roger just because that's, you know, uh, the role he's been trying to play for the most part. Uh, if you mm-hmm. want to refer to him, like, as a benevolent all-solution, you can just say Nox. Okay. But yeah, you know that your uh, changeling friend has a room next door, Vol, as you hear him yawn through the thin walls. Just wanted a moment to fucking focus on this. <laughs> Does this one? All Come right, on. time to spend a moment to focus on my mission. Step one: learn how to dodge dwarves. And you like you hear silence, Nelson. Just hear. Dodge! <laughs> you hear a tumble on the floor as, like, uh, I leap out of the way. Okay. That was pretty good, huh? Could use a little bit more dexterity. Maybe I should give him a roll. Paul <clears throat> does his best Dodge. to ignore this and go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, you hear this for, like, ten minutes. <laughs> Just right up shouting of Dodge. <laughs> Uh, oh my god after 10 minutes i I think i would probably uh go silent and uh i i i would go to sleep too just for the the shits and giggles yeah everybody goes to sleep now for magdor you had fallen asleep and then had this odd vision where you woke up and saw your friend and heard a, a voice come from the actual like like dim light within the forge in your friend's place, which was not very bright, but as you know, forges don't really ever go out for the most part, especially if they're used consistently. And you heard this word ethereum in a deep, deep voice, ethereum, right? right? And as you look around, you realize that you can see your own body. And as the realization that you are not necessarily, that maybe this is a dream or some sort of weird out of body experience, you kind of try to like, since you're like floating basically, and you can't, you can't really control where you are. And so as you kind of move in the air and startled a bit, you kind of like blink and look around and look at your own hands and they seem sort of ethereal as well. My hands? Your hands, your hands themselves. Both of them? Sorry, yes because you have two right. hands in this form. And you're like, and as you like start to reach and touch your own hand, you can feel your hand. And as you kind of like clasp them and hold and close your eyes, you wake up. When you when you open your eyes, you wake up in your body and look down at the metal arm resting. And the dim light of the morning is coming through the window and that's where we'll pick it up next time as we have awoken to the morning after a busy day and night of events 
um, to begin the journey to Luskin. I'm sorry, Glad you let go of the leash, so we just did whatever the bum fuck. I mean, <laughs> no, it's great. That was awesome. But like I said, this this could take as long as you wanted to, and that provided some really interesting story opportunities for you guys. So I'm glad that it happened like that. That's why I don't usually hold the leash. I usually say, "Do what you want." There is no leash. Hell yeah! <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at two times Tyler. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at LR the 11th. So that's L-R-T-H-E 11th. If you can't spell, shouldn't be on Twitter. Damn. Okay, ye old Ooh. English. Yeah, you can find me, uh, your humble dungeon master at Glen Houston. Looks like Heston. And I am at Zigzagoon. Who I followed, but never followed right. back. I'll remember that. Ooh. <laughs> we are On that note. We are a part of Casual <laughs> Master Quest, a podcast network dedicated to giving you the video game no nose, the nose, just just the nose, 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 dedicated <laughs> to giving you the video game news and tropes you deserve. You can find the show everywhere you can Google and on Twitter at Master Quest Pod. Glenn is a part of a sister D&D show called Ready to the Roll, where you can find more of his and other talented players as they continue their quest in the Forgotten Archipelago. That was Nick, that was Brandon, that was Glenn, and this is Tyler. We will see you next week with another, <laughs> aye aye captain, with another session of Casual Quest Masters, and don't forget to never stop the quest. See you guys next week. Bye. I'll miss you. Bye. Bye bye bye. Cause it ain't no lie. Bye bye bye. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Casual Quest Masters. Thank you so much to you, our listeners, for being here and to Sirenscape for allowing us to utilize their amazing programs for sounds and music. Check them out at sirenscape.com. We hope to see you here next time for the next episode of Casual Quest Masters.